0: This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, now, here's your host, Jerry
2: Bryant. Hi everybody, this is Jerry Bryant, and welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, or I'm taking you back to where it all began. The inspiration for this episode comes by the way of an email I received from a Full Circle listener. Mr. Doug Milby. He suggested that I do a segment where I play a song from a veteran Jesus music artist, then play a song from one of their children, who took up the mantle playing contemporary Christian music. Doug was a founding member of the early D.C. Milby group. His son, Evan Milby, a rising CCM artist today. Now, some of the musical features on this episode are from some lesser-known, Jesus music artists like Jimmy Owens and Chuck Butler of Parable and The Way, with a couple of heavyweights that do make an appearance, such as Phil Kage and My First Artist, also appearing their offspring, known today in the CCM world as Phil Wickham, Switchfoot, Jamie Owens Collins, and a couple other surprises in the mix. First up, Chuck Gerard one of the founding members of the group Love Song. This one was the opening track to his sophomore solo release with a song that starts off with an a cappella vocal arrangement reminiscent of some of those great Beach Boy songs like the studio version of Graduation Day. Now that's not so surprising, as before Chuck became a Christian, he was in several surf and hot rod groups in the 60s, including the Castells and the Hondells. He even had a top 10 hit in the pop singles charts with a Brian Wilson, Mike Love song called Little Honda, while the Beach Boys version of the song only reached the number 65 spot in the Hot 100. But let's get to this first tune that features prominent session players Leland Sklar on bass and Russ Conkle on drums, who were most notable for playing on the early albums of Crosby, Stills and Nash, along with thousands of other musicians. Also, lead guitarist John Lynn plays on this track. He was Larry Norman's guitarist on many of his albums as well as on tour. Looking back to 1976, Chuck Gerard calling you. Chuck Gerard, calling you, along with the opening anthem. By the way, all of those stacked vocals in the beginning were done by Chuck alone. What an amazing talent. He also passed on that talent to his daughter Alyssa, whose group Zoe Girl is up next in our feature of first and second generation Jesus music artist. Zoe Girl was a Christian pop rock band, formed of singers Chrissy Katina, Kristen swee and Alyssa Gerard, Chuck's daughter. In 2002, they received the GMA Dove Award for New Artist of the Year. Now, the name of the band comes from the Greek word Zoe, which means life. The group was created as a result of Norman Miller, an artist manager for several CCM groups who saw a need for an all-girl Christian Pop group. He knew Alyssa since 1977 when she was two years old and decided to build the group around her. Together with Lynn Nichols, an executive producer and guitarist who's, well, he's worked with many of the artists I play here on Full Circle. They approached Kristen, later found Chrissy, who was on the verge of signing a major record deal, but opted to follow God's call for this musical path instead. Well, because the Gerrards live here in Nashville, I stopped by the house a few days ago and conducted a short interview with dad and daughter. I asked Elisa how she was influenced by the early days of Jesus music and especially how her songwriting was encouraged by her prolific songwriting dad. Of course, Chuck had a comment to make as well. Listen. This is Full Circle.
4: Well, it influenced me tremendously because, you know, when I was a little girl, um, I was born... After Love Song had already broken up, so my earliest tours were of the reunion tour when I was about a year old, I think, Dad. And so um, when I actually started to form memories was a bit later when he was doing more of his solo work. And so, you know, he he was touring a lot. And when I was about eleven is when I really kind of felt like God had called me to music. So, but I think it was even before that 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 he would take me around um, to his local concerts, if he had something that was within a couple of hours, um, I always wanted to go with him. and So he'd bring me with him and I, I always would sing one song. And so, it, you know, I just, my memory would be that I would watch his concert and watch even uh, how the Holy Spirit would move in what he was doing and his whole attitude towards music being so much uh, ministry oriented and um, just really all about just conveying um, the love of God, but also just letting the Holy Spirit work through him which um, I don't think we we see as much now as we did then, you know, generally speaking, there's of course exceptions, but um, so, you know, I got to witness that and then I would just sit there so nervous waiting for him to call me up for my one song. And and, uh, so that was my, my earliest memories was that I would travel with him a lot.
2: What influence has he been in that? Because, I mean, first of all, you've got the DNA, I'm sure you know that, the anointing passes on down, but... Uh, in Any particular memories of how uh, a very prolific songwriter has influenced his, his his daughter?
4: Oh yeah, I mean tremendously I remember writing my first song when I was 11 And the one thing I could always count on for my dad was that he would be my biggest cheerleader Like it wouldn't matter what it was that I wrote <laughs> He'd just be like, of course he, if I say it could be the worst song ever Even right now he'll say there's never been one <laughs> But there were some not so good ones, but he always would just act like it was the greatest thing he ever heard. And he wasn't acting, I mean, I I think he genuinely (laughs) believed that. But that kind of encouragement was what really, you know, urged me on And, and then of course getting into it and saying, oh, you know, I think, you know, if you did a bridge here that would be great. But also just really encouraging my creativity in the sense that if the song was two minutes long, and that's what it was supposed to be. He was like, "Cool, you know, you don't have to change that." And just really encouraging to experiment with my own creativity and not be boxed in by any kind of uh, rules that we tend to follow in pop music. You know. <laughs> well,
2: in light of your songwriting, I'd like to hear what Dad thinks about the first lyric you ever wrote. Well, you
1: know, she's talking about having maybe written some songs that weren't that great. I I thought everything she wrote when she here she is, 11 years old. Her first song was called Bloodlines, and it was about the a uh, separation that the blood of Christ does between how you relate to the world and said so the, the one of the key lines in it is i draw a line that i will not cross I set my standards and assess my loss. It came out of the box. I mean, you know, the very first song was like this very cool song right away, just like, you know, shelf ready. So it's been like that. You know, I I do have a a really great recording that I put together. She, She was in my music room when she was probably about maybe three or four years old. And she made up a little melody to this track I was playing. And I have that. It's one of my precious memories. We are the winning team.
2: (laughs) Said like a proud father, for sure. With a song written by Alyssa Girard from their self-titled debut album, Zoe Girl and I Believe.
4: To where it all began the full circle
2: Next up, Mr. Phil Kage who to many of you needs no introduction and on this episode we're going to take a look back to his 1982 album, Play Through Me on Sparrow Records Now along with his usual fine handling of guitars and vocals on his albums, Phil also took charge of the bass guitar and background vocals on this project with Smitty Price on keyboards and Jim DeLong taking care of the drums to give the record a close-knit tight feel to it. A few of the tracks had special guest Hadley Hawkinsmith on bass. And our featured track includes Phil's wife Bernadette and their then 16-month-old daughter, Elisa contributing vocals. With a sort of musical postcard to his first daughter, here's Phil Kage with Papa's song,
0: satisfied do you know he-
2: Bill Keggy, along with his wife Bernadette on Papa's song. And that little voice you hear in the background was his daughter, Elisa. Phil has two other children, Olivia and Ian. Yes, he's also written songs for them as well. Today, Elisa is a hairdresser in Brentwood, Olivia developing her culinary skills at one of the local restaurants in Nashville. Phil's son Ian is now playing bass guitar for a pop rock band. But back in 2006, he worked with his dad on the album, Dream Again, the first vocal album Phil had done in six years, as he had been concentrating more on instrumental recordings in the new millennium. Ian played acoustic guitar on one of the tracks and sang on this feature track. Here on lead vocal, Ian Kagey, with the song Why, that has, in my opinion, a Larry Norman lyrical quality to it. And when I return, we'll go way back to a husband-wife team who helped pioneer today's CCM, whose daughter continued to carry the torch.
1: Why is upside turned down? Why are all these people running around? Why are the nations in a rage and selfish dictators on the stage? the right to shut the door on the poverty
2: Kegis, a remarkable family with remarkable music. Say, I hope you're enjoying this episode of Full Circle. You know, your response to the show really does encourage me. Well, it keeps me going on. Now, maybe you even have an idea for an upcoming episode for Full Circle, like old Doug Milby did. And you can let me know when you write me this week at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at FullCircleJesusMusic.com Thanks! Hi everyone, this is
0: Phil Keggy and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant.
2: This is Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Now the husband and wife team of Jimmy and Carol Owens are among the pioneers of contemporary Christian music and the modern worship movement. They have numerous Grammy and Dove awards to their name and, well, they've composed some 250 published and recorded songs, including 12 musicals. Their first musical called Show Me was produced in 1971 and featured some of the early Jesus music artists, including Michael Omardian, Sherman Andres, Randy Stonehill, and their daughter Jamie, who we'll hear from later. In 1972, they released the award-winning musical called Come Together. This was the first of many large arena praise and worship musicals. They're also known for their widely popular children's musical, Antsavania. One technique for producing many of the musicals was to take a popular Jesus Music Song of the Day, build a musical message around it with the songs re-recorded, giving a Broadway-style feel to them, complete with lavish string arrangements to accompany the evangelistic story that they would convey within the play. This next song comes from the 1984 musical soundtrack to the play The Victor, which was based on the song of the same name written and recorded by their daughter Jamie some ten years prior. With the closing number of the production, the whole cast featuring Matthew Ward on lead vocals. Here he comes.
5: Behold, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the dead in Christ shall arise. Then we who are still alive will be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Blessed are those who have part in this first resurrection, for they shall reign with Christ for a thousand years. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. Then comes the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God the Father. The kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever here he comes here he comes for
2: Here he comes with Matthew Ward and the cast of Jimmy and Carol Owens' production of the musical The Victor. The song was originally on Michael O'Mardian's 1975 album called Adam Again. And yes, that was Michael on the keyboards in that version of the song. Also in the cast of that musical was Jimmy and Carol Owens' daughter Jamie Owens Collins, who recorded her first album at the age of 17. You'll hear a song from that debut album, When I Return. But, by the way, have you signed up at the Full Circle Jesus Music Group on Facebook? If not, would you do so today? It's a great way to connect with the Jesus Music community, sharing stories, photos, comments, just staying in touch with the newest Full Circle episode. If you want to check out the archives of past shows, as well as a lot of other things of interest concerning early Jesus music, you can connect on the web at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. I'd love to have you involved in the Jesus Music family.
0: Full Circle with Jerry Bryant.
6: Hi, this is Matthew Ward, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant.
2: Hey, you did stay tuned, didn't you? Now, if you remember on this episode of Full Circle, special friend Doug Milby suggested that I do a show where I play a song from a veteran Jesus music artist, then play a song from one of their children, who took up the mantle playing contemporary Christian music. Well, I just played a song from Jimmy and Carol Owens, the production of the musical The Victor. And their daughter, Jamie Owens Collins, followed in their steps with a remarkable singing career as well. Looking back to 1973, with a song that she penned from her debut album, which acts as a response to her parents' song, Here He Comes. Here's We're Looking Upwards. And coming up, a father and son connection. Sounds like it's right out of the Bible, doesn't it?
7: Shines on our faces Gives us light to see
2: This is Jerry Bryant, and we continue our look at the first and second generation Jesus music artist with a young hippie named Chuck Butler. His band, Country Faith, had a song on one of the first albums to be released on the Maranatha music label back in 1971. After that band disbanded in 1973, Chuck continued on in the music ministry with a trio simply called Chuck, Pat and Joy. They had toyed with several names, but one night the promoter introduced them as Parable and the name stuck. With a song from their sophomore Maranatha music release, Illustrations, here's a tune that would kick off the album as well as start off their concerts, Parable. And there's a reason. parable and there's a reason on full circle with jerry bryant since disbanding in 1978 parable has done several reunion concerts lead singer chuck butler still plays records and tours a little with his own outfit simply called the chuck butler band he also has a son named chad who plays drums with a band switchfoot which he co-founded along with John and Tim Foreman in 1996. I found this out by accident as I was visiting a friend in San Diego and we found ourselves enjoying burritos at Chad's house when in walked a familiar face, Chad's dad. Well, we had some great time sharing. Before he left, he went to the trunk of his car and he got me a handful of redigitized parable CDs and solo projects. Now, switching back to Switchfoot, the band was actually contacted by music industry veteran, Jesus Music pioneer, Charlie Peacock, and eventually signed to Charlie's indie label, Rethink Records. They released three records with the label. Then in 2002, their music was featured prominently in a movie called A Walk to Remember, starring singer and actress Mandy Moore. Following the exposure that came from A Walk to Remember, Switchfoot attracted the attention from multiple record labels and ultimately signed with Columbia Records. Their major label debut, The Beautiful Letdown, has since been certified double platinum, selling more than 2.6 million copies on the strength of constant touring and the huge mainstream radio hits such as Men to Live and Dare You to Move. One of the songs on that album is a look at the futility of materialism, reminding us that someday all that we've accumulated on this earth will burn and be gone. Here's Switchfoot, and gone. Father Chuck Butler certainly influenced his son, and, well, the same is true with another father and son. And that's coming up next.
5: fix her makeup and try to fix what's going on, but the problem keeps on calling even with the cell phone gone. She told him that she believes in living bigger than she's living now, but her world keeps spinning backwards and upside. Like she pretends like she's immortal. Don't say so long. You're not that far gone. This could be a big chance to make up today. Nothing lasts in this life My high school dreams are gone My childhood sweets are gone Life is a day that doesn't last for long Life is more than The kings and our wills. We got information in the information age But do we know what life is Outside of our convenient Lexus cages She say you sell it like no tomorrow Every moment that we follow Brings us closer to the God who's not sure to cash
2: Hey, Bono, I'm glad Chuck to Butler's son, Chad Playing drums for the band Switchfoot on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Now Chuck's mid-70s Jesus Rock Band Parable included a guitarist named John Wickham. Before John had joined up with that band, he had spent the six years prior in a band called The Way. The Way were another one of those Calvary Chapel groups that also had a song on that first Mare Music record called the Everlasting Living Jesus Music Concert, as well as two songs on the second release. Throughout the years the band had numerous changes in members but stayed true to the ministry-minded mission that they started out with. While their first album displayed the raw talent of their musical stylings, their second effort provided the listener with a more polished sound, due in part to producer Al Perkins. While the self-titled debut album featured a folk and country rock feel to it, their sophomore release expressed a more harder edge to it while still remaining true to their country roots. From the 1975 album, Can It Be? John Wickham on lead guitar along with my Facebook friend Dana Angle on lead guitar as well, showing a funky side of the group with the tune Living on the Bottom. And coming up next, John's son, who today is carrying on the family tradition of spreading the word of the Lord through the talents that God has given him. way. Do you feel the change? On Full Circle. And who would have guessed that their lead guitarist John Wickham would have a son following in his footsteps 30 plus years after the release of their first album with his own brand of Jesus music. I'm speaking of Phil Wickham. And it's interesting to note that Phil's mom Lisa was in the band parable along with his dad before they were married. So you could say that he went into the family business. Of course, it all started when he was 12 years old. He began leading worship for his youth group. His parents encouraged him to learn popular praise songs and to write his own. And Phil began his full-time music ministry by touring California, much like his folks had when they were his age. He's released a total of five CDs toured with the likes of Mercy Me, Audio Adrenaline, the David Crowder Band, and Leland. This featured song, however, doesn't come from any of those albums. It actually comes from a video I found on YouTube of him doing a classic song from the Jesus Movement days by a British duo called Malcolm and Alwyn. Now, it's refreshing to find an artist in today's CCM world not only aware of the beginnings of Jesus music, but also knowing and covering some of the songs as well. Now, please excuse the quality of this recording as it seems he did it in a motel on the road with the air conditioning running in the background. But I felt that it was just too important of a performance in terms of historic significance than to leave it sitting along the wayside. Here's Phil Wickham to close out this episode of Full Circle with the song from Malcolm and Owen... Bull's Wisdom. I
6: got myself some wisdom From a leather-backed book I got myself a saviour When I took a second look I opened up the pages And what did I find?
4: A black
6: and white portrait of a king who's a friend of mine Yeah
2: Well done, Phil. Well done. Remembering where true wisdom comes from. Don't play the fool. That's Phil Wickham and I hope to hear from you this week on Full Circle. Remember my email address is simply info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production.
3: This is Full Circle.